All right, guys, before we get started on part two of our final destination series, a big reminder, if you haven't listened to part one, it's out now. Super fun. Matt and I get into the final destination movies and we hit part one and part two. And in this episode, we're going to hit part three, four and five. And we're going to conclude our story of our own final destination experience or at least the story that we're telling, where Matt and I get trampled at Comic-Con and survive only to be stalked by death, we'll hear the ending of the Launchpad Podcast Final Destination story at the end of this episode. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at LaunchpadPod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Time for some shout-outs. Big shout-out to Caligula Fives, Autumn's Ghost, those donuts look yummy as hell, Sketchy Monsters, Yegel, Yegels, Yegelis? Yegalas. I don't know. Forever bogus. Thanks a lot for listening. AJ Dana, Toy Bricks, Hansel Borges. Hope I'm pronouncing these right. If I'm not, hit us up. Tell us how terrible we are at pronouncing people's names. Leah Scott Price, Brian Ivanhoe, Leval Dead, Osborne to be a Samurai as usual. Bob Digi5, Chris and Tasha. Thank you so much for listening. Big shout out to Ryan Dempsey. Thanks, dude. We really appreciate the support. Love hearing from you guys again. Let us know what you are digging. Let us know what you think about the Final Destination series. Are these movies rad or what? Tell us. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Launchpad Pod, and our website, launchpadpod.com. Enough with all the business. Let's get on with the show. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. And Matt, last time we started our series on the Final Destination films, and we told an amazing story of how you and I survived the great San Diego Comic-Con 2019 pop-exclusive Rush Trample Death extravaganza. Let's play that clip right now for you so you guys remember what we're talking about. San Diego Comic-Con 2019. More crowded than usual because it is San Diego Comic-Con's 50th anniversary. The handsome boys of the Launchpad podcast are walking the floor, getting sweet interviews and looking awesome as usual. They laugh and crack each other up as Cousin Mike helps them hoof across the con floor when suddenly an announcement comes over the loudspeaker. A con-exclusive pop has just dropped right behind Artist Alley. The crowd gets agitated, riled up for those tiny plastic figures, even though they're all the same shape and they look exactly the same and they really aren't going to have any value further on. They're just like Beanie Babies. How does nobody see this? The crowd begins to stampede, pushing people out of the way, falling down. Aaron's holding the equipment and he goes to his knees trying to protect the Zoom recorder with all of their interviews on it. He is trampled to death, his head squished. Matt and Cousin Mike dodge out of the way, and Matt falls onto a display of Samurai Batman becoming impaled on his comically large batarangs. Cousin Mike, trying to dive out of the way, bumps into a Kingpin cosplayer who in turn topples over, crashing into a giant Godzilla statue. The Godzilla statue teeters, growing more unstable in the stampede, and then topples over. Cousin Mike is swallowed up in Godzilla's jaws, just like Dustin Hoffman in that alligator at the end of Hook. Laying there bleeding, eyes staring up into the sky. Aaron's last thought is <laughs> back onto the con floor. Matt, we gotta get out of here. I just had a premonition. We gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. We gotta leave the con. This is the beginning to Final Destination. Launchpad pod style. 
<laughs> and now we have escaped death and are on the run looking over our shoulders the whole time talking about one of our is it our favorite film franchise one of them um i i tell you when i revisited it for these for these episodes it it definitely was like shit why don't i watch this more why don't we talk about this more because it is good it is really good i don't know if it's a favorite i just that always sounds good when you're one of our favorites but it's a really damn good film <laughs> franchise. Sorry, sorry, Final Destination. Say it I'm with walk finger that quotes. One back. Say it with finger quotes. <laughs> quotes. Favorite. One of our favorites. So yeah, at the end of this episode, we will fill you in on our <laughs> how Matt and I die after escaping a Comic Con trampling. So we're talking about the Final Destination movies. Last episode, we talked about the first two Final Destination movies. This awesome franchise, tons of cool kills. We're about to get into. The third film. Matt, how does the third film start? Because they all start the same with one giant, like, crazy event. Same thing. This one is a at a like uh, an amusement park. And this is Final Destination 3 that was in 2006. Directed by James Wan, the guy who did Saw. That's true. Yes, that's right. I think he did a cut. Did he do more than one or just this one? I don't know. He probably produced all of them after that. From one of the six producers of Saw. <laughs> It has Mary Elizabeth Winstead. They're at an amusement park and you start to see signs that shit's creepy and they go on this big devil-themed roller coaster. That's not a premonition. Couple things happen in the roller coaster. One guy, a creepy, creepy guy who we started to mention in the, in the first episode of this series that we did, there's a creepy guy with a video camera who is just glomming on the two hot chicks, but he's oh. just like, hey, babies, how about a threesome? Hey, show me your boobs. And they're like, they could not be less into it. But he's Ugh. just following them around. They're kind of like okay with him following them around. He's so this creepy. This guy, every one of these movies has like the creepy dude, but this guy is like the reason hashtags get created. Like what a piece of shit <laughs> he is. And I feel bad for this actor if he's not a piece of shit, because right now I think you're a piece of shit because of your character in this movie. And his death is pretty satisfying, but it's still not good enough. Oh, it's super satisfying. It's super satisfying, but to, I, to never, I don't that? get to see the fear on his face as he dies. Like, I don't get to see... Oh, fair yeah, enough. Like, he doesn't get tormented enough for it because he is such a piece of shit. That's an interesting thing because you say that and I realize that that's part of why I don't think this movie is as good as it can be because it feels kind of blah and it doesn't... A lot of the deaths are not as impactful Maybe it's the way they're shot, but you're right. You don't feel it a lot. Um, let's go over them, though. Yeah. Roller coaster derails. The, the There's, you know, he drops his video camera, which the strap loops around a thing. The One of the roller coasters is dripping, uh, I don't know, some sort of fluid. There's always fluid dripping. Wheels fly off. <laughs> roller coaster blood. <laughs> Good chunk of the roller coaster eventually goes flying off the track, so those people die. One guy... A guy named Texas Battle, who I actually like a lot, he goes flying off the roller coaster, grabs onto the roller coaster, is holding onto the roller coaster as it's roller coasting. He lets go again, and another guy grabs him and is holding him. He eventually loses his grip. He goes flying and pinballs off of the supports of the roller coaster. Bing, boom, boom, gets smashed on that. A roller coaster gets stuck upside down in a loop, and a bunch yeah. of people fall out of that. That's not how physics work either. <laughs> <laughs> Then the I think the best kill in this thing is earlier, one of the guys who fell broke a support and it kind of like bent at a right angle over the track, almost like a, a toll booth bar coming down. And then when the when the roller coaster swoops back down from that loop, there's a guy standing up for whatever reason, and that bar cuts him in half. 
and his top half torso goes flying and his legs fall back into the seat next to the girl next to him. Yeah. So that's that's our that's our catastrophe in this one. And the girl snaps out of it and she's like, oh, my God, got to get off. And everybody freaks out and a bunch of people get off and the roller coaster crashes and they're saved. This one introduces a camera that like kind of shows hints of how they're going to die, which is like, look, I've seen ghost camera movies and you did not do that as well as any other. Like I've also seen Final Destination movies and that was not part of it. (laughs) That was not part of it. Yeah, the ghost camera thing is pretty stupid, but we get into some pretty decent kills. It starts off with these two best friends. They're like the hot chicks and they uh, get burnt alive inside of tanning beds that get cranked up way too high by dripping water and a bunch of other funny things that happen. It's it's a pretty, pretty brutal scene. I mean, they get lit up. It's and it's a good it's a good final destination. Like, all right. What's going to happen here? Is that thing going to crush them? Is that thing going to zap them? Is that thing like it's a pretty good slow burn, if you excuse the hilarious pun? <laughs> ah, when we see this, this thing should not get above this many giga double yeah. watts of like it's a machine <laughs> that you don't know how it works, but you know that it shouldn't be higher than this number. And as the water seeps into <laughs> the water from her cola seeps into the socket circuitry and the sockets of this machine the numbers start to rise and you're like "Uh oh that's bad i know that's bad and like it keeps getting closer and closer and it gets hotter and hotter and hotter and just keeps escalating to a, and a couple of a couple other things happen and then a shelf falls and, and they the get shelf trapped, falls yeah. like locks them into these tanning beds and the tanning beds are set so high that the light bulbs and shit in the tanning bed actually explode after burning them with the UV rays, they explode and lights them up. They just get it just engulfed in flames. So they're burned to death. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Good, good, good setup. Good first kill. And again, these are the girls who would be super slutty bitches in other horror movies. And then that way, when they died, you didn't feel bad about it. But they're but nice in this movie. Were, yeah, yeah, they were actually pretty nice. They weren't bitchy to anybody. They were stupid. I think they, they were like, oh, they're vapid. They were. They were yeah, they even weren't bitchy to the creepy guy who was creeping all over them. It was one of those things. Like, they didn't really need to die. They even invite the main girl who's feeling really down because she like she thinks it, her boyfriend dies in the in the roller coaster crash. And she's really sad about it. And her best friend dies in the roller coaster crash. And now her and the shitty boyfriend who the early in the movie, like her best friend's like, I'm going to dump him later. And it's like, Ooh, so her and the shitty friend are like, right. Left. And the two tanning girls like invite her to come tanning with them. And she's like, no, but then that's when she starts looking at the pictures and it shows them with like a, I don't know, like a palm tree or something. And, she's like oh no they're gonna burn alive like she figures it out like that's how you do <laughs> but then there's like a long this is like the, the movie that has the longest chunk without a bunch of people dying so her and the shitty boyfriend are driving around trying to figure out who's gonna die next and they can't figure out and this is the longest time in i think any of these movies that nobody dies because they fi- finally figure out it's the shithead and he's a piece of shit and everybody knows he's a piece of shit and you're like waiting for it to cut to him, but it's just following her and the boyfriend and they get stuck in a drive through line and this truck starts rolling down a hill at them and they get trapped by another truck backing up and just as they climb out of the car, the truck hits the back of their car and the engine flies out of the front and just obliterates the dude's head in front of them and it turns out that it's the shithead creeper dude. 
the video camera, show me your boobs guy. Yeah. And his head is cut in half by a motor. But here's the thing. The whole time they're like, where is he? Where could he be? Don't you know what car that asshole drives? I'm not sure that they knew at that point. But tell me this. When you went to high school, you knew the cars that your friends drove. Especially the shitty guys. Yeah. Yes. You knew the Humvee was driven by the asshole who was the captain of whatever team he was on. You knew the car of <laughs> the van that the stoner kids drive. Like, of course, this shithead drives that car. Of course, it's going to be him. I don't think that they knew that he was the... I don't think that they were worried about the next person yet, were they? Yeah, because they were trying to figure out... They were trying to look at the pictures to find out the clues of, of what was going to get him. Oh, oh, okay. But they were looking at the wrong picture. Ooh. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> that's the best that's i think the best death in this movie it's definitely at least one of them uh, I, I like the tanning beds better but yeah you could argue that one the next actually the next death is pretty good too because then they're like they go to the captain of the football team and he's working out with all his bros and as they're in there oh, she's yeah. looking around the room and there's like water leaking into a wall outlet um, a giant Always. bear with with claws that's like not very stable. There's these swords on the wall that are not very stable. The weight machines, like every one of these movies shows a close up of like bolts becoming unloosened and falling out of things that are important. And like <laughs> this guy that he's lifting weights and he's like, nothing can kill me. I don't care if death's coming for me. I'll fight death. I'll fight anything that moves. And the whole time she's looking around the room and like, what's going to kill this guy? And the swords behind his head swing down and miss him. And he's like, yeah, see, nothing can get me. And he raises the weights one more time and the weights fall because they've been damaged by the falling swords and crush his head in a spectacular explosion. It's a very good, satisfying flash. And it's again, it's just that's a great scene that just epitomizes what these movies are with the build up, build up, build up. Couple little MacGuffins and false, you know, red herrings, and then boom, and then pretty good. And the next one's a little soft. There's a two people working in like a Lowe's or Home Depot, and uh, oh, but not just a, two people. Some fucking Winona Ryder, Christian Slater, Heather wannabes, <laughs> like some true. low rent Heathers over here. Like well, again, I think that's the movie trying to do the different movie teenage tropes, you know, high school yeah. stereotypes. They're fine or whatever, and they know and. This guy's been shooting pigeons with a nail gun, puts the nail gun down. This girl falls into it and it shoots through her head and her hand. But they're in a Home Depot and this has tons of MacGuffins where it's like, yes, are the spikes yeah. going to kill her? Is the fucking forklift? Like pickets. Oh, yeah. the forklift the is forklift driving keeps and it running into hits a shit. bunch of goo. Yeah. There's uh, picket fence pieces like up on a shelf. That fall like spears. He's putting hydrochloric acid away really up really <laughs> high. And you're like, oh, that's going to get him like tons of moments. This is, I think, I don't know. This movie, the more we talk about it, I keep being like, oh, that's my favorite kill. Oh, I like that kill even better. This like, is a pretty, you're right. It's, I just, I, they're not as impactful as the other ones. I don't know why. This has a good, the end when you see her face riddled with nails, that's pretty good. It's good. And it goes through, like she puts her hand up like defensively and her hand gets shot up with nails too. In the movies. This is up there, people getting impaled with nails. I think this is pretty high up there, right next to John Denver in Bride of Chucky. Not John Denver. John Denver died in a plane crash. He didn't have the premonition to get off. John Ritter died in... <laughs> John Denver... <laughs> John Denver was like, I just had a premonition. This plane's going... They're like, sir, sit down. That only happens in the movies. <laughs> Thank you for not only correcting my mistake, but taking my joke and making it an even better joke. <laughs> That's why we're good podcasters, Rumi. We're good oh, buddies. John Ritter um, getting ripped with nails in Pride of Chucky. But yeah, it's it's a good one. 
The next death in this movie, in sequence order, is actually my favorite in this. It's a character who we don't even know. I guess she got killed in the roller coaster, but she might also be collateral damage because she doesn't have a line. She's not, no one knows her. She's some Asian chick. There's some sort of like 4th of July festival and a bunch of shit happens. A horse goes crazy. A cannonball goes rolling. Fireworks mayhem. And they're trying to figure out like what's going to be the, the killer. A American flag goes well on a pole, goes flying through the air like a spear. And it goes right through her into the ground at an angle. And she's like impaled on it and then slowly slides down the impaled spear. It's really cool. People do not understand how difficult a shot this is to pull off. I've had to do a thing like this where somebody gets impaled and then slides down it. And it's like you have a little bit of a collapsible pole. How much of it's digital? How much can it be practical? That's a tough trick to figure out because there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of stuff that you have to like orchestrate to make the timing for that work. That's a really cool shot. You're right. That Maybe that's my it, favorite. And it kill. looks great. It, and that's exactly what you said. And I don't know if it's just because I'm super cool and smart or because I worked in film as well. But like I know whether it was digital or a practical effect, it's hard to do that. And it looks great. great. It's like a profile shot, a, a pretty wide shot showing you the whole thing. And she just slowly leans through it. It's really, really cool. Um the next death is actually pretty good, too. You remember the next one? In the hardware store scene, they save the low-rent Christian Slater, and he gets all, like, super murdery about it. He's like... For no reason. He's like, why did I get to live? And she, you know... My girlfriend uh, died by nails like, to the what? face. Not even my fault. I saved you? What, are you mad yeah. that I saved you? Or mad that I didn't save her? He thinks he can end the cycle by killing our main character, which is like, okay, you try. So he shows up <laughs> at the stupid 4th of July party with a gun and starts chasing the girl and the boyfriend guy, the shitty boyfriend guy. And, you know, while all this is happening, he's stalking her and basically shooting at her and her sister almost gets killed because she was on the roller coaster. And how does he die, Rumi? How do you, tell us what happens to him. There's a whole bunch. I know some some Final Destination shit happens to make a cherry picker that was holding a sign. Yeah. The, you know, the cherry picker is like a, a you know, extension arm, like a jib arm on a, a trolley that just becomes unhinged and just falls and just squishes him like a giant hammer just smash and even at the end after it smashes there's a chunk of his torso and head smushed off to the side so yeah. like you get to see some of the carnage which is good it, it was lights on a cherry picker yeah and i think it's fireworks went off because he was shooting and the like all the things that were happening with the horse and the flagpole and everything that was going on tipped over like a truck bed that was holding fireworks and the fireworks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The fireworks miss him and he's like, haha, see, I'm invincible. And it hits the cherry picker arm and makes that unstable. And then the lights on the cherry picker arm collapse and crush him. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. But this one has probably my favorite ending because, you know, in two, we have the kid being like, who wants burgers? <laughs> this one, they're all like, hey, we beat death. Good job, guys. And she moves to New York and she's on a train with her friends and she starts getting a weird premonition and her friends are like, what's, what's wrong? And she's like, I don't know. I feel something weird. Something's going to happen to my sister. And the doors of the train of the subway open and her sister's right there. And she's like, I came to visit you. How weird. And they're like, oh my God. And then she's like, what's wrong? She's like, I had a weird premonition. Something's going to happen. And then they look over and the weird boyfriend guy is there too. And he's like, oh, hey, I went to a game. I was going to come say hi. And you're like, oh, you're all in the same place. You're fucked. And just then there's this spectacular subway crash scene where everybody's getting thrown out of the subway. People are getting just splattered blood everywhere. 
the train crashes. She gets thrown out of the train and she's looking up all bloody and shit as the train like slides into her, crushing her. The end. Goodbye. Run credits. It is a spectacular subway crash. It is definitely a good scene. And is this is this one of the ones that the the crash has a song associated with it or no? Yes. She keeps hearing like there is someone standing behind you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. like It's an older song. Yeah. yeah. Walking behind you. It's a creepy song. And there's a guy, a busker on the, on the subway, like playing right. it and he gets off the train and then they all die. Creepy. 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 <laughs> it is a good, that is a good ending. And that's, that's the, that was the trilogy. And then we get into the lie of a movie called the final destination. Why do horror movies do this? Never duh. do it. I'll just put the in front of it. <laughs> but like, don't never like tell me a movie that has in horror movie genres that have been like the final Friday. No, just kidding. Not the final Friday. Like they just announced the, <laughs> the, the new Halloween trilogy. It's like Halloween, Halloween kills, uh, the final Halloween. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not going to be like, <laughs> nice try. Yeah. Right. Like, haven't we already seen the death of Michael? Ma no, just kidding. He's back. The return of Michael. Ma like, you always have to walk this shit back because when you say final, like this is probably why it happens because when they say final, people go, well, I better go see it if it's the last one. Like, come on, Freddy's dead. No, he's not. And they get a boost of revenue. They're like, all right, we'll make another one. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> this is the final destination, which is really final destination four. And even though it's the fourth movie, it's the only one that was in 3D. Yeah. The third one, even though the third one really feels like a 3D movie, there's a lot of shots that feel like they should be 3D. I think they so does wanted the fifth it. one. Yeah. Well, the fifth one was in 3D. Fifth one was in 3D? Definitely was. Four and five were? Yeah, definitely. All right, trust you. you I, I did just look into it, and the third one, I think, was should have been in 3D, but it doesn't seem like it was. Hmm. Let us know. Actually, let us know. This one, at the beginning, the, the beginning catastrophe takes place at like a NASCAR race car event. Yeah. A lot of the kills are very 3D oriented. There's yeah, a like lot of coming at you. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. It's it's good. There's, you got some shit happens on the race car track, makes some cars crash and explode. A tire comes flying out of nowhere, takes this girl's head off. Uh, a burning car just smashes, comes flying through the air, smashes a bunch of people. Burning wreckage comes flying and chops two people that are running away in half, and then their torsos just fall off. Lady gets Punch crushed by an engine. That's great. She's getting trampled, and you think she, that's a, that's her death, but then people trampling her keep going. She's on a, a bunch of steps. She rolls over onto her back, so she's prone on her back on the steps, and a giant engine just goes smash and just Bam. hits her. It's really yeah. hard hit. Yeah. Um, wood splinters up on a bench, so it's sticking straight up. This guy trips and falls backwards and impales him through the back of his head out his mouth. No, that's cool. a good 3D one right there. Yeah. Um, fireball smashes a guy into a stone column. A lot of people are crushed by falling rubble from above. Explosion blows some people up, and our main guy gets pushed by the explosion, and something impales through his chest, like a pipe goes impales through his chest. So that's uh, the final destination. That's how we're starting off uh, our catastrophe. The funny thing is, so the main vanilla character is played by Bobby Campo, who was in a show that I worked on, Scream, the TV series on MTV. And it's funny because he got like super fit and thin. And in the TV series scream, he plays the creepy teacher who's sleeping with his students, like a real asshole. And, uh, he's not as recognizable in this movie. He's like, he's younger. He's a little bit chubbier. And it's like, normally like the teen version of you is like, 
sort of a peak version and like yeah. he got he got way hotter i mean not to be weird about it but yeah the creepy teacher version of bobby campo is a uh, pretty peak campo for me <laughs> See, all my notes here about the movie and the murders and stuff like that. Did not think about how handsome or chubby people were. <laughs> no, nope, mine's all about hot Bobby Campo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome if through the rest of this this breakdown of this movie, you keep referring to whether or not he was chubby or handsome <laughs> or in good shape. <laughs> and then kind of chubby Bobby Campo runs in and grabs him. <laughs> this one isn't my favorite. I think for me, this is probably the low point of the series. Again, not bad. I mean, but it starts at a NASCAR race, which immediately I'm like, me. <laughs> but I thought that was a great uh, catastrophe. I like this one better than number one. Number one is important because it sets off the series, but yeah. this no, packs no, no. more of a punch. It- Again, and and like I said in our previous episode, I do think these movies have a steady, get better quality to them, maybe in like how it's set up or the quality of the kills. But as far as rewatchability, I will watch two and three over The Final Destination. Oh, I can see that. I'm on board with that. You know, once, once we get through the initial big explosion, NASCAR race, death, it's pretty interesting because a... Immediately right after the right after the moment, they're standing outside and they're like, I can't believe that happened. And they're like, Man, he's having this premonition and he's talking about like, I just saw this thing, and they're like, I saw him die. And they're like, Who died? Who'd you see die? And this woman's yelling at him, and this tire comes flying out of the stadium and just wipes her out immediately. And it's like, not even five minutes after the premonition, we have our first death. And she got killed by a tire in the premonition, right? In the premonition, exactly. So she and- didn't like fully escape. That was pretty cool. Is this one, this one doesn't have any Tony Todd in it, does it? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. There's one or two that do not have Tony Todd. There was a piece of shit racist that got saved. Um, He's a piece of shit and he dies really satisfying. He was harassing the black security guard who worked there and he goes to, I don't know, fuck up his house or tow his car or something, mess with him in some fashion and he owns a tow truck and he gets caught on the tow truck and through a bunch of Final Destination uh, dripping water, loose wheel moments, uh, oil like gets poured on him. There's a giant hook yeah. is on his ankle dragging him. So the car is rolling down the street, right? Yeah. The tow truck's dragging him down the street with the hook holding onto him. He's covered in fuel and the chain from the tow truck is running along the ground and it's causing sparks to catch him on fire. And he's screaming on fire, being dragged down the street, and everybody in the neighborhood's like walking out and looking and just watching this guy get dragged down the street on fire. It's pretty gnarly. And then the truck explodes. (laughs) (laughs) As they do. Kaboom! Yeah. Yeah. As you would in a Final Destination movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And the security guard sees this happen. He's like, oh, shit. I better go commit suicide. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not fuck that up. (laughs) <laughs> the next uh, the next Final Destination sequence in this movie is another one of my favorites of the thing. It's There was a mom, and she's got two kids, and the two kids are a little pain in the asses, so she tell, she's bringing them to get, she's getting a haircut for herself. She sends them out, and she goes in this nail salon. During the race, tell them what, what she does to the kids that are being pains in asses. She gives them money to go to the arcade? No, 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 no. At the race, before... Oh, the, every, at the race, she puts tampons in their ears. Yeah, they're like, they're oh, like, mom... <laughs> <laughs> yeah but now they're, they're now that they've been saved i guess spoiler alert the kids don't die right no the kids don't die we don't, we don't see that at least we, we, don't we didn't see them. see them die in the premonition either but we no. saw the mom die yeah she's the one that gets crushed by the engine i think kaboom yeah and she goes into this salon and 
it's just great setup, setup, setup for Final Destination. There's a ceiling fan where the screws are getting looser and the ceiling fan is wiggling and wiggling. Uh, there's water dripping on the floor. There's people cutting her hair. Her chair's the chair broken. That she's in, yeah, the chair that she's in keeps going down so that it keeps almost cutting her, her face with the scissors. My favorite part, there is a hairspray can that someone puts too close to a curl, like a clamping curling iron or a hair straightener, I guess is what yeah. it is. So it's like, if you guys don't know what a salon looks like, it looks like like tongs that you'd flip a burger with, but they're both hot. And there's a, a can, because of condensation, an aerosol can slowly rolls into <laughs> that. water, man. And s- slowly starts to get, you know, the bur- the can is burning, burning, finally explodes, but it doesn't Boom. hurt anybody. Yeah. Nothing in that whole parlor kills her. But just as she walks outside, because the kids come back in and they're like, oh, we're pieces of shit. <laughs> and she walks outside and she's like, I got my eye on you. And you're like, oh, oh. And this lawnmower <laughs> outside runs over a rock and boom, sends that rock flying right through her fucking eye. And, <laughs> and she falls down and her eye has been obliterated and her kids are screaming. And the guy on the lawnmower is like, do, 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 do. I saw nothing. It's pretty awesome. It's a good one. It's not, it's not my favorite death, but the setup is great. Like, the sequence is great. I wanted something to happen inside. Like, I'm actually disappointed that her eye got hit with a rock. Like, I wanted her to, something inside of there to happen, because now, like, everything, the whole setup, and again, that happened in other movies, but the setup, I don't know. It's like, when the kid got crushed by the glass pane in the second one, and he was in the dentist, and something could have happened in the dentist and killed him. That seemed fine to me. I don't know why this one felt like so un unconnected. I, th- I think the dentist. You don't ones- go to a salon. I think part of the draw of these movies is it makes you ugh, feel icky because that shit could happen to you. It's not a Jason or you know a scream or someone that's gonna sneak up and kill you. That probably wouldn't happen to you. But like everyone goes to the salon. Everyone goes to a sporting event. Everybody you know sees something. You know everyone has looked at a ceiling fan before and been like. Is that all the way on there? Like we've all thought that kind of thing before, you know. I've literally Which is turned a cool off thing about ceiling fans movies. at hotels to be like, how how secure are you right now? <laughs> um, what do we got? You know what the next death is? I do, I do. I actually like this one. I um, love so this one. They're trying to go tell this guy that he's going to die next. They're trying to save him, and he's at like a uh, like a custom shop, and he's working on cars, and there's all these things like happening, like the belts aren't safe and stuff spilling on it and oil spilling on it and wrenches are falling into uh, compressors and the, and the car on the lift almost crushes him. And there's all these things that are about to kill him. And he escorts them out of the place. Cause they're like, you're going to die. You're going to die. And he's like, no, no, you can't be in here. He escorts them out, closes this fence. And he's talking to him through the fence. He's like, you know, I survived this long. Fuck you guys. My wife's dead. I hate you. Just then all the things that were setting up go off and, you know, a belt gets jammed and it fires a wrench and the wrench hits the, uh, a big air tank and the big air tank flies out of the garage, like basically hitting this guy so hard he gets slammed into the fence and like pieces of him get mushed through the fence like a Play-Doh dispenser. Yes, I was going to say meat grinder, but I like yeah. that you went Play-Doh dispenser. <laughs> it's pretty cool because like the way they, the way it's shot is you, you see him get hit, you see him get pushed into the fence then you are seeing the other people's point of view because they were talking to him through the fence. So you see him get pushed towards you into the fence and then slowly part of his stomach falls away and you can see through into the, the chop shop where all the mechanics are running out to see what happened. Oh, shit. It's really, Bill. really cool. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty solid kill. If 
pretty unbelievable. I think the fence would break before you got Play-Doh'd, but yeah, fuck it. It's cool. I'll take it. Well, the next one is another one of those like, fuck, that could happen to me. And I've definitely thought about it. And people have gotten hurt, if not killed this way. But yes, people have gotten killed short. this way. Right? Yeah. And I know you do this all the time. You swim down to the bottom of the pool just to let the drain tickle your beehole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, through, through a bunch of, you know, Final Destination shit, a pool, uh, at a public pool, a, the, the drain gets turned on. So now the pool is being um, drained. So, <laughs> right, so it's getting pulled. Yeah, it's getting drained. And there is a plastic grate cover on that that immediately breaks and gets sucked through the grate. So now there's just a, you know, a foot and a half diameter hole. And uh, our jerky, suave character swims down there to try to find his lucky coin. And his booty hole gets stuck into the, into the drain. And it's sucking on him. It's too hard. He can't get away. He can't get away. So you're wondering, like, is, how is he, he going to get killed here? And it's showing you the pump. And in the pump, there's like a, I don't know, an air burp little spot little, where the water bubbler. comes through. Yeah, a little bubbler. Yep, the little bubbler. And you see things bubbling through there. And he's bubbling, bubble. All of a sudden, that thing bursts and all this blood and intestines and shit come flying up out of it. So it just great. sucked him inside out through the drain, which that's got, I mean, I don't know how pool drains work. I can't imagine that's realistic, but fuck man. And the, the fourth movie in a horror franchise, I'll watch it. So this has come up a couple times, like uh, Chuck Palnuck, who wrote Fight Club and writes a bunch of books. He, in one of yep. his books, he wrote one about a guy getting, got his intestines ripped out in a pool. And that one's super gnarly. I mean, it happens a couple of times where people have gotten stuck to those things and drowned. That's awful. Yes, and I know that that, that definitely That's happens, and you can yeah, see man. that. And I guess suction is such that if you make a complete suction about it and the drain keeps pumping, the suction builds up, right? Or at least keeps consistent. Yeah, well, I'm sure that they have fail-safes for that now, but yeah, that, it's pretty gnarly. After but watching this movie. While this is happening, there's a girl trapped inside of a car wash, like about to be oh, drowned in her yeah. own car. And it she, she ends up getting saved, but it's a pretty cool sequence, and it's like, she, she's... Her head is caught in her sunroof and her car is filling up with water and she's getting like slapped in the face with the with the with the car wash things. And like this thing's about to this pipe is about to break and fall on her. It's like it's a pretty cool sequence. But the guy getting his guts ripped out by the pool pump is the is the final death. And that's that's pretty good. So then uh, what's the do you know the next death in this movie? Yes, there's uh, they're in a hospital. Yeah. And there's uh, someone's in a hospital. Who is in the hospital? It's a cowboy. Some some guy guy they didn't know they like he remembers at the last minute like oh yeah there's a cowboy in my dream he's the one who's oh, going to die next right he was yeah. going to the hospital to see him and there's a old man old racist man be, <laughs> he needs to be put in one of those like special giant hospital tubs that Michael Myers can drown people and burn people alive in remember those yep 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 so it's being overfilled because the hospital attendant like left the room or isn't paying attention so. It's just totally filled. The shitty old man, he's about to put this old man into the tub, and the old man's like, you know how many of your people I killed in Korea? And the, oh, the attendant's like, I'm like, Chinese. Yeah, he's like, I'm Chinese, asshole, and like walks away. But the tub starts filling up, and the, the water starts dripping down onto the guy below in the room below them, and it's the cowboy guy, and he's, the water's pouring on him, and he's getting covered in water, he's getting waterboarded, he's crawling out of bed he's crawling on the floor the tiles are starting to fall down water's pouring everywhere and then at the last second the giant tub just comes out and crushes him falls to the ceiling pretty good because it's a I, that's one of the ones i'm pretty sure we saw that one coming from the beginning of that scene but still like it was awesome it was fun yeah and then but then like we get a weird like 
burp of a moment where the guy has another premonition. Usually that doesn't happen that hard where the movie like lets him like wake up again and go, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, he gets like a do-over kind yeah, of. Yeah, he gets a do-over. Because the- he sees uh, Bubba Gump, who's the security guard, Bubba Gump Shrimp. He comes out and of the hospital and they're talking about like, oh no, who's next? And an ambulance just... Boom! Splatters them all over the place. It's pretty good, though. I mean, it's a good kill. But then Rumi's boyfriend, who looks better now than he did then, wakes up and is like, oh, that was another premonition. But then doesn't (laughs) he still get hit by the... Doesn't he still get hit by the ambulance? Yep. Still happens. He still lets it happen. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Didn't give him enough of a do-over. The whole time, his girlfriend and her best friend, who have survived this whole time, the girl who survived the, the car wash, they go to a movie, and Bobby Campo, Fat Bobby Campo's trying to get to the movie theater <laughs> and behind the movie theater it's under construction and there's this like crazy like this guy sets his eyeglasses down and the eyeglasses start a fire of uh, of like sawdust and this cart starts moving because of water on the floor or whatever and like it's <laughs> wind it, and water it drops some fucking turpentine and the turpentine catches on fire and it's about to blow up all these drums of like flammable shit and then d- just at the movie exact movie moment when a bomb counts down to zero everything explodes and death and god are high five and like fuck yeah got him with perfect timing <laughs> and he shows up at the movie theater and he's trying to stop it but wait, this- like death and god are like wait we're gonna make this blow up and irony was like wait 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 make it blow up when the bomb is on screen <laughs> and they're like oh irony for the win good job three way high five <laughs> normally we find you pretty annoying but that is a great idea <laughs> that's why we keep you around that bobby campo's trying to stop it but like a nail gun in, like nails his arm to the wall and he's stuck oh, right. and he has this pole and he's trying to whack the fire to keep it from going out but it's just making it worse and he saves his girlfriend at the last second And there's this gigantic set piece where the explosion still goes off, but he has her with him and he they're on the escalator and the escalator is getting all torn up and it's like bare gears and she gets sucked into the gears and then he wakes up again. And this is what puts him right back next to the security guard who gets hit by the by the ambulance. That's right. That's right. When she gets sucked into the gears, it's fucking like, oh, that's a good one. And Holy again, that's shit. another thing that everybody has worried about. Everybody has been like, oh shit, I don't want to get sucked to that escalator. Yeah. That is a great scene. And there's like technically no real deaths in it, but it's because he, because it, no actual deaths. Yeah. Reboots, but like there's a moment where like they just killed the girlfriend. Holy fuck. And it's gnarly. Like she gets sucked into an escalator. But he does, he is able to get there. He gets there in time. He saves them. And then. They have a wonderful scene in a in a cafe where yep. they're just chilling and like, ah, we've escaped death like everyone did in the four movies before us. Yep. And but, then a car comes flying through the, a truck comes flying yeah. through the window and smashes all of them. And then it goes to like weird, shitty CG, like uh, Mortal Kombat 11. X-rays. <laughs> X-rays, yeah. I, w- I was going to say Total Recall uh, security detector. <laughs> I thought it was actually, I'd rather see it the real way, I guess, but I thought it was an interesting style choice to show the last bun- the last couple deaths as like, you know, x-ray elements that are getting crushed and smashed all over. I thought it was interesting. It was interesting, but then the whole credits is x-rays of a bunch of other deaths we've seen from other movies. From the other movies, which yeah. also, I, I watched that whole credits. I watched it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty pretty decent ending. I think the escalator sequence is one of my favorites, even though it doesn't count on any of the lists of deaths because it's fucking gnarly. It is a huge set piece, too. Like, if you thought the 
the NASCAR sequence was a big set piece. This is comparable to that as far as like showing people getting exploded, fucked up, and a chick gets sucked into an escalator. Come on. I agree. I agree. They were like, shit, the final destination, the one that was the last one. They're like, this one got a bunch of money. Let's make another fucking movie. What should we call it? Final Destination 5. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Way to fucking go. I love this one. I thought this is good. This one is great. I also enjoy this one. Um, it's a little bit weirder than all the others because it's like, at least the Final Destination took it back to Final Destination 1, 1 and 2's roots. 3 introduced a weird camera angle, and this one introduces a weird murder angle to it. <laughs> yeah, like just uh, let's just throw that in there. This is... A bunch of people who work at the same job doing something. They're all different built. Paper. They're different. They sell paper. Oh, okay. I, Which is funny because their boss, who is played by that guy actor... What's his name? <laughs> um, In the show The Office, he played a uh, the friend of Michael's named uh, Todd Packer. And it's always funny to watch him uh, be in it. But he is the boss of the paper company here. David Kochner? Yes, he's a that Kochner? guy actor. He's in tons of oh, stuff. Oh, for sure. He's in Krampus. He's in just like tons of movies and The Office. He's great. They're having a retreat and they all get on a bus and they're driving across this bridge and the premonition starts and the bridge collapses and it is a spectacular sequence. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Most of it looks really, really good. People fall off of the bridge like crazy. Cars fall off the bridge. Our first girl that we're supposed to care about falls off the bridge, and she gets impaled on the top of a sailboat mast. Which is fucking 3D. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good 3D glory. Our creepy, creepy, sexy nerd for no reason is in the bus still. The bus falls through the hole in the bridge, and he's laying on the windshield as the bus hits the, gra- the water, water full force. Yeah. People are getting whacked by cables. Uh, oh, Todd Packer, uh, the, that guy, he, he's hanging on and this like tar, hot tar tanker tips over and he gets covered in hot tar and burned and he's like, and his skin's yep. peeling off and he falls into the water. Girl falls in. She survives the fall to the water, but then a convertible <laughs> like head on just like driving straight down <laughs> smashes her. Oh my God. Oh, the, the Tom Cruise, poor man's Tom Cruise uh, falls and his friend, our vanilla guy, He's watching him fall and he clips like the, the cement foot at the bottom of the yes. bridge and a massive blood splat, just like a bug, bug on a windshield. A really, really good one. That's a, almost as good as like the guy in Titanic who hits the giant the propeller, yeah. propeller blade and like, bunk, it makes you go, oh shit. The bridge, cr- about half this bridge crumbles and, you oh. know, everyone, like random people die. Yeah. And then. He gets the, impaled uh, at the end. Oh, the, the guy! Oh, the guy you just said the the splatter guy. He gets impaled by a bunch of rebar before yeah, he through falls. his face. Yeah, oh. a bunch of like a bunch of like eight foot long rebar strands come flying out of a truck, chop him up or splat him up. Then he falls and hits that thing and splatters. Then our main guy gets cut in half by a big carotid like sheet metal sheet comes out of a truck, chops him in half. It's definitely it's it's one of the better. Um, premonition scenes i think i think it's i mean it's definitely one of the biggest it's super good um and then he wakes up in the bus and he gets off the bus and everybody's like what the fuck's going on and they all get off the bus and then crazy shit starts happening classic final destination but again like the characters are back you got your vanilla guy you got his suave best friend who's handsomer than him um you got the girlfriend (laughs) 
Why are you talking about how handsome all these guys are? I think you're missing the point of this movie. <laughs> I mean, he's no he's no scream Bobby Campo, but uh... <laughs> yeah, tell me about how handsome this guy was then versus how handsome he is now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's done since then. In a freak twist, the girlfriend breaks up with our vanilla character like first thing in the movie. Mm -hmm. He works at the paper company, but at night works at a restaurant, you know, so that we can get some scenes in a restaurant because <laughs> there wasn't enough stuff for them to do at a paper company. We shouldn't have made it like they should have made it a knife factory or an acid company or something. Right. You know? Come on. So fucking uh, so many missed opportunities. Ones, this has a, a girl is a gymnast and she's in a gym that's too hot. So they tell him to turn the air conditioning on. The air conditioning is located on the ceiling. So the it starts dripping falls water. Out. Yeah. Dripping water, of course, next to a chopped up like a, 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 a chopped up cord. The screw falls and lands on the balance beam that she's flipping around on. Ooh, and you, real it's tense. Really, it's a great, because that's something everyone hates that. Everyone hates getting stepping on something spiky, and you're just waiting for that to happen. But she doesn't. She, she doesn't. She dismounts, and she's fine. When you get to the, the unparalleled bars, they're, they're showing you the They're showing the that a screw keeps coming on loose. And it's wiggling yeah. and wiggling. And she's bouncing around on there now. They hook up a fan yeah. because it's still too hot, like a big metal fan. They, the other girl on the balance beam steps on the screw, screams, falls, falls off. When she falls off, she knocks over a container chalk. of chalk yeah. for their hands. The chalk blows into the fan and blows everywhere. Our girl who's on the, the bars can't see and does this crazy Ninja Turtle flippy dismount and just lands in a heap of compound fractures and bones and blood. Just oh, boom. Bones it's sticking out brutal. of her legs, sticking out of her back. Like she is just folded in half. And that that kill, I think, is my gets my medal for most cringeworthy, except for another kill in this movie. I think this movie makes me cringe more than any of the other movies. Because a lot of these kills in these movies make you go, oh, and freak out. But this one made me go, ooh, and like curl up a little bit. I could see that. All right, let's see what other cringeworthy ones we got here. Do you know what the next yeah, one the is? Yeah, the next one's the creeper, the creeper dude. He's an asshole. He's a perv. Here's the thing. As we're living in our, <laughs> our own Final Destination movie, because we survived the Comic-Con pop-exclusive uh, trampling crushes. <laughs> trampling, um, yep, yep. I hope I'm not the perv in the Final Destination movie. I hope I'm not the creeper. Oh, you oh, are. I am. You God definitely are. damn it. <laughs> Fuck. And I think all of us want to be the vanilla guy or the handsome Tom Cruise guy, but- uh, just make sure you're not the perv. <laughs> this, so this, we talked about the perv in three. The perv in this one is just a slightly chubby nerd who thinks that he is Tom Cruise and he is not. He's totally flirting hardcore grossly with everybody like he's got some, like it would almost be like if they said specifically that he was Bruce Wayne rich, you'd be like, oh, that's why he's acting like that. But there's no reason for him to be acting that way. He's on the phone. He walks into a, uh, a massage and acupuncture place. He walks on the phone and he's smarming on some girl there. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, sure. And then we'll do this. And then and you can tell that she's not really into it. He gets her name wrong. She hangs up on him. Then there's this like hot Asian girl behind the counter of this massage place. And he's just all about like happy endings with yeah. her. And she clearly shuts it down. But he's all over it's it. so creepy. He's such a smarm. And then... So they go back and they do this funny bit where he thinks a hot chick's going to rub him down and then it's an old lady, which like, have you ever been to a massage parlor? It's like, they're, they're there to do a job. So she's 
she fucks him up, which is... Wait, can you talk about how hot the old lady was in the next couple <laughs> movies that she was in? in the pre- so, so she yeah. fucks him up, smashes his back, you know, really, really gives him a hard massage and he's all in pain. And then she starts giving him acupuncture, which is funny, you know, he's getting hit. Um, and, you know, screws are falling out of the massage table and uh, she uses alcohol to cleanse the needles and lights these candles and... Alcohol pours on the floor. floor and he falls off of this thing and just jams the needles into his body and it is savage but that's not what kills him and that is this is another one of those scenes where like i've never had acupuncture but even the people who do it no one likes getting needles and some people are super against the idea of needles so this whole time this movie is is happening you're like or this scene is happening you're like oh shit is it gonna be acupuncture i hate getting needles that's gonna be so gross he falls up there's a big fire fire pushes him back he bumps into a wall behind him but he's safe the room's on fire right now by the way the whole room's on fire he falls but he's not in the fire yet and he breathes a sigh of relief and then a shelf above him that's holding a fat buddha uh like a fat buddha statue that he specifically said how fat it was when he walked in the room the shelf breaks and the buddha falls and just smashes his head apart like just destroys his head pieces come flying oh it's so gnarly it's a good kill it's a really good kill, and you're like, that was more satisfying because you saw this piece of shit like get what he deserved big time. Way more satisfying <laughs> than the piece of shit death in the roller coaster one part three. I oh, I totally agree. <laughs> next one here is my next one. Next one here might be my favorite. Now this here. is the one again. It's the the we talked about it a little bit earlier in the last episode, but it is the hot chick is getting LASIK eye surgery with like a James Bond laser, as you said, and we're yeah. getting that classic. Uh, Final Destination trope where the machine says, don't get past this number, and the numbers are climbing because (laughs) water is falling into the machine for whatever reason, and she starts getting burned up by the laser. She's holding on to this teddy bear, and she pops one of its eyes off. She's squeezing it so hard. She has, like, clockwork orange things in her eye, holding her eye open. She rips that out, and her eye's all bleeding. Then she puts her hand in front, like, defensively in front of her face, and the laser is just scribbling burning flesh onto her hand. Oh, it's so, it's it's pretty Fucking gnarly. gnarly. And the friends burst into the room and they're like, oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, ah, and then what happens? She jumps up off the table. I don't know if she got herself off, if they got herself off, but she jumps up off the table and she's now, I mean, her eyes all fucked up and burn her and her hands burned, but she's not dead. The laser didn't kill her. But as she freaks out when the friends run in, yell at her, she steps on the fake eye of the teddy yep. bear, falls backwards, falls out the window of the building, falls all the way down onto the windshield of some parked Splat. park. Boom! Smashes. And then she hits the, the ground and her eye rolls out into the foreground of the flame, frame and then gets run over by a car. And then it's like it's gross. Splats. And as it gets run over by the car, you see like all the goo and stuff ooze out of the eyeball. It's just like a membrane, like a clear membrane left. It looks really detailed and it cool. Is, that is one of the best kills in the whole franchise because of the tags of it. Like, just when you think she's safe, she lands the eyeball. The eyeball gets squished. Just tag, tag, tag. Love that. So cool. Such a gnarly kill. Really good. Again, made me like squinch up into a little ball. Like, ew. So cringeworthy. If you are a hot chick with nerd glasses, keep the glasses. Don't get LASIK. <laughs> you already look hot. <laughs> if, you have, if you're a hot chick who puts nerd glasses on, you're only going to look hotter and you will avoid 
definite gross death. You know you have a thing going if when you have your glasses on, everybody's <laughs> like, you look like a hot librarian. And then you take them off and people are like, oh, damn, because you can always do that for emphasis and like shake your hair and then put them back on. People go, oh, damn, hot librarian. Take them off. Oh, look at that. Like, you know, you got it going on when either way, no matter what you do with your glasses, <laughs> it's working. It's like a sexy Clark Kent, right? <laughs> One Superman, the other's Clark Kent? Fuck, yeah. That reminds me of a Bobby Campo era 19 to... <laughs> yeah, Bobby Campo had some glasses on? Damn. <laughs> so then this movie introduced the idea that, like, I think, I think fucking Tony Todd shows up after the Buddha kill is like, you know, you can kill somebody and steal their life, right? Trade lifespan with them. And they're like, what? We didn't know that was a thing. He's like, yeah, me neither. And he walks away, creepy like. <laughs> so th then we have the kid who works in the factory floor and he's got some people who are busting his balls all the time. And he's talking to this guy and he basically doesn't help him enough. And this dude gets impaled on a, on a hook through the jaw, like a big industrial like cargo hook. And he kind of killed this dude. It's an accident, but whatever didn't he like move him out of the way from one thing and the hook was a separate yeah. thing that he didn't know about and that's what killed him so technically he caused his yeah death. and it's an accident like he's not gonna get prosecuted but he's like i traded traded <laughs> for this guy's life fucking cool but that like makes the tom cruise want to be uh get all fucking creepy and murdery about it we have a bunch of things happening that you know people keep dying the um the funny boss guy he gets killed by a wrench in that same scene a wrench falls a, into yeah, a wrench like, like a, falls onto like some sort of spinning, spinning um, wheel that shoots it out and it embeds the it's a it's a double sided crescent wrench. They call it a spanner. And the, the handle part. Oh, there you go. The handle part goes into his eyes like sh halfway through his head. So it's embedded through his head. So he's got like a crescent wrench coming out of each side of his temple. It's really, really, really cool. It looks great, too. So our vanilla character, he ends up. Uh, He's at a restaurant, like I said, and there's all sorts of things that can kill you at a restaurant. He's trying to get back together with the girlfriend who dumped him. They're having like a late night dinner and low rent Tom Cruise shows up with a gun and is like, I'm going to kill the girlfriend because she survived in the premonition, which like he talked about he could go kill homeless people. Why don't you go do that? Why kill the person that you know and supposedly <laughs> are friends with? Turns into a big like violent shootout in the restaurant, which is pretty cool. He kills the cop. This is the first uh, first time in a movie or two that we've had a cop trying to get to the bottom of this stuff. Yep. Half-assly. It's like they, they remember sometimes to have a, a, a scene of the cop. And right when they killed the cop, I'm like, oh, here's a fun twist. He's going to live now, but be in jail forever, which is kind of a would have been an interesting twist to the movie where like he stole the cop's life, but lives in jail and, you know, worse than death or something like that. But no, that's not what happens. What happens to this guy? The most, just the, well, just the most boring kill of the movie is when he kills the cop. I, when he killed the cop last night, I was like, I want my money back. <laughs> boring. But what happens to low rent Tom um, Cruise? What happens to him? Well, him and um, the the hero of this movie Vanilla. is yeah. played by an actor. Yeah, Vanilla is played by an actress named Nicholas de August August de Gusto. I guess de Gusto. He actually. Looks a lot like your boyfriend, I think, because at the beginning of this movie, I was like, wait, is that the same oh, guy? Oh, he looks like Fat Bobby Campo? They're just fucking all vanilla. They're all the same. There's actually a really, there's a really good fight in this kitchen set yeah. between the main vanilla and this guy. And this guy, by the way, is a, a wannabe, what's James Franco's brother's no, name? No, it's, it's a Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, it is kind of a... <laughs> yeah, he's like the, 
the mini Franco guy who was in um, 21 Jump Street. You're right. Okay. But it's him. It's a really good fight. It's a pretty brutal fight. Hitting each other with different things. And then the girl jumps in and she jumps in the bad guy's back. Tom Cruise's back. He knocks her off and like a bin of things just happens to be like on the counter. And when she hits it, it flips up in the air and hits her in the face. It's like, it's really well choreographed. The, and I think it's a pretty good brutal the fight. Whole time the whole time his gun has landed on a burning uh, stovetop and it keeps getting hotter and hotter. And you're like, oh, that gun's going to go off. You can see the gun. The gun is like glowing. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of like, they try to stab each other with this. They try to do something with this, whatever. He's about to kill the girl. And they keep cutting back to this gun getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And you're waiting for the gun to shoot him. All of a sudden, boom, out through his chest, there's a bunch of spikes. And it is a um, rotisserie stick, like a meat rotisserie stick that we have seen. They, they, they Chekhov's gun it earlier where another guy was moving with it in the kitchen and, and Vanilla almost yeah. hit it. And he was like, whoa, that could have been bad. So Vanilla has impaled this guy through the back, in, you know, out his chest. With the meat skewer. Pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. And then he's like, I think we did it. I killed him and hooray, now now we're all good. And then the gun goes off and misses them. And you're like, oh, awesome. So then they're like, well, we should go to, uh, he accepts this internship or this, you know, apprenticeship at a French restaurant and they're getting on the airplane and <gasps> what a twist. He looks at his ticket and he's on flight 180. 180, and this is the year 2000, which I thought was like a fun little twist. It made me think of all the things that were wrong time-wise, very anachronistic. Yes, I know, I know. But whatever. I was going to say that. It's going to be like, I'm sure nerds online were like, that. he was wearing a watch that didn't come out until 2005, so there's no way he could wear that watch. Yeah. <laughs> that cell phone did not exist at that time. That was not the way that the yeah. paper companies did their production at that time. They did not do that. Uh, the laser from the Death Star was not yet being used to give people LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's on this plane. Yeah, he's on the plane. He's on this plane, and we, you know, having watched five of these movies in a week, know how this is going to end because this is the plane that catches fire because Devin Sawa sees it. Girlfriend gets sucked out of the plane, and as she gets sucked out of the plane, she hits the wing, gets cut in half two pieces of her go flying and he burns up like a motherfucker the, yeah the plane blow starts to blow up he burns up big time we specifically see a big chunk of wreckage the landing gear on fire go flaming towards the lights and the, the buildings below then it cuts to the inside of a bar they're inside this bar and it's a memorial for the guy who got impaled on the hook at the paper company and the dude who was uh survived because he didn't help this guy or killed him. And they're like, yeah, they did an autopsy. Turns out that guy had only weeks to live. He had a huge like brain aneurysm. He's like, huh? And just at that moment, the wreckage comes through the roof and just <laughs> splats him. It's cool. It was fun. That's the final destination movies. The, were the credits of this one fun? Yeah. Well, then they go a montage of all the sweet kills from all the movies. Oh, that's right. The montage. I like the beginning credits of this movie was plate glass and different things from all the franchise that have killed people smashing the glass. So knives, logs, um, Really rocks, cool opening credits, uh, yeah. Chunks of roller coaster. Yeah, it's a pretty cool idea. Did you hear, though, that the some of the actors in the fifth movie have died in real life? And now there's like a whole internet thing about a curse. How there's like a curse. You're fucking with me. No, no. The most, a lot of the most recent actors have started to Are die. You fucking with me because you the, fuck with me. It's in the same order that they were killed in the movie. You're fucking with me. 
I'm not falling for it. Yeah, but how cool would that be? <laughs> Isn't that the pitch? <laughs> You're getting better at picking up on it, though. Oh, because I was about to cool bite that... onto that so hard. Rumi always fucks with me with this kind of shit. You'd bite onto that like I was a fat Robbie Campo. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> There's the pitch for the sixth movie, though, right? How many movies, horror movies, do they have that have the the umpteenth movie is a movie about the That's movie. Smart. So you have six would be final destination and they'd be watched. They'd be making a movie about final destination. That's really, but ooh. then the actors would be dying. I right? think that's a great idea. Here was my pitch for the sixth movie. Um, Bruce Willis wakes up and saves the earth from a giant asteroid hitting it. And then everyone on the planet is living inside of a final destination movie. <laughs> so basically we're just dying in the order we were supposed to die in anyway. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so like show like a shot of death, a desk doing the math. And he's like, Okay, so it's a wash. So it's a wash, That's yeah. Fine. Just keep going. You guys live your life how you want. You know, you'll die. I'll get you when I get you. <laughs> <laughs> live your life how I want. <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. We've made it to the end of the entire franchise and no tragedy has befallen either of us. So huh? instead of doing a countdown, do you want to hear how uh, how we die in our, in our launch pad version of the movie? So Rumi and I have survived the Comic-Con pop exclusive trampling uh, disaster of 2019 to live our lives, do you want to know how you bite it in the movie version of this? Yeah, absolutely. So you're walking Mr. Freeze, taking him for a little poopy walk. <laughs> we open on a driver, a pizza delivery driver, he's driving down the street. He's following a Waze thing, and it's not really working out for him, so he's kind of lost, not really paying attention. He's messing with his phone map, trying to figure it out. We then cut to a kid skateboarding down the street. He's like a real hot dog. He's doing some skateboard like swerves, and he's <laughs> he's a real hot he's dog. drinking. Ruby is swiggling his arms up and down as he shows you what a hot dog skateboarder would look he's like. He's sipping from a Slurpee, and the condensation's dripping down onto his board because that's in every single one of these fucking movies. The skateboard wheels are kind of rickety, and you see a little like the 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 bolt that's <laughs> holding it is starting to fall in here. You're just walking down, do, 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 big old Mr. Freeze who's like a walking couch dog, like, do, 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 his booty shaking, he's looking for a spot to poop. <laughs> the kid's skateboarding, the pizza delivery drive's driving, oh no, Mr. Freeze is taking a big old fat two-hander dump, and two-handers when Matt needs two hands to scoop the poop, and just as Matt is bending down to scoop up the poop, the wheel on the skateboard pops off. The kid slips off the board because the board's wet. Oh, no. The board is now free-flowing, going down the street. Mr. Freeze then sees a squirrel up in a tree and, out of character for Mr. Freeze, lunges at the squirrel, yanking you forward, and you fall face-first into the poop. But just as you roll over <laughs> to wipe your face, the skateboard hits you. You land onto the skateboard, the three-wheeled skateboard, and go, oh, and you slide into the street just as the distracted pizza driver crushes your head. With his car. <laughs> Boom. Final destination. Thank, thank, thank you for giving me the indignity of being covered in shit like a kill. <laughs> it was a good touch. Final destination. You like that, Rumi? Was that a good one? I do. I do like that. I do like that. All right. You want to hear yours? Because I got one for you. All right. Give me mine. This takes place after Comic-Con. Okay. But the day before. Well, I guess okay, I got to go to your funeral and stuff. So you get killed before I oh, do. Okay. In this, All okay. Right. So, because in a twist, final destination, it does not go in the order of death. <laughs> but, oh, that, no, it does. Didn't you die first? Uh, I guess I did. Tony Todd was like, "Fuck that." Here you go. Whatever. You did. You died. I first. guess I did. You said you died. I yeah, got trampled. This is right. Hmm. Okay. All right. So it is right. Dust I don't know. in the wind. I don't know how I watched oh, you die yeah. then, but <laughs> uh, from heaven. Oh, okay. Good. 
Wouldn't that be funny? You They'd be like, what me from heaven? <laughs> what order did you die in? I don't know. I died first. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I was, you look around and you're by yourself. You're like, I guess I was first. <laughs> All right. You tell me. All right. So this is after Comic-Con. We escaped the tragedy that was Comic-Con, but before that shit went down, we got some really good interviews and talked to some cool people. Yep, yep, yep. So we're at your place, and we're podcasting, doing our Comic-Con intros and whatnot. Laughing it up. Camera pans across, two handsome boys laughing, showing all our super high-tech podcasting equipment. But like we actually literally discussed today for real, some of the wires are a little bit old. Some of them are a little frayed, and the insulation is worn through, and you can see the exposed wires. Uh We don't notice it because we're having such a good time. You're having an extra good time because you're drinking a can of beer. Nice, chilly can of beer, so obviously there's condensation on the outside. Condensation is slowly dripping down the beer, rolling across the glass table, slowly going closer to the wires. You keep tipping back on your chair every time I make you laugh at a joke, (laughs) which is kind of dangerous because Rufio is laying behind your chair, (gasps) looking up at you. You're drinking the beer. I tell a good joke. You spit the beer out, knock the can over, and spill it. Now the condensation in the beer rolling all over the table, closer and closer to the wires. The beer rolls off the table. Rufio gets up from behind your chair and starts drinking the beer that's dripping off the... (laughs) The, 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 the table. Great. Now my dog's drunk. Your beer <laughs> is now all over the table. You jump up to try to clean it up. You jump up so fast, your head hits the light above you, <laughs> breaks the glass, sparks go flying. The lamp is now completely b- broken. Glass and sparks shower the table. The beer catches on fire all over the place. What? Luckily. Why does the beer catch on fire, Matt? Because there's alcohol in beer and alcohol is flammable. <laughs> I I knew when I wrote that down I was like I don't know if this is going to fly I hope he calls me out on it so it's funny okay okay <laughs> now they're the the whole table's on fire drinking one of those high octane beers yeah. <laughs> yeah luckily I have my wits about me and I'm a ninja and I was only drinking water I throw water all over the fire the fire is put out and we're safe later that night Kate comes home and kills you because you broke her lamp and got her dog drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, that never, that has never happened in a, that would be a first. And I like it because it's so unique and people would not see it coming. Somebody gets so pissed that the kill had nothing to do with anything that uh, (laughs) they killed the other person. That's pretty funny. Good one, Matt. (laughs) Well, that has been our Final Destination movie. Let us know what your favorite Final Destination death is. And let us know uh, if you've had any near-death experiences. Let's get morbid, guys. Tell us uh, what you've survived and could have been the beginning of another (laughs) fucking Final Destination movie. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Matt, let's blast this thing off. (laughs) Now... Everybody stay safe. Make sure you're not around any Tony Todd's. Don't take any advice from him because (laughs) it's wrong. Don't take any pictures. Uh, Don't get any premonitions or weird ideas. This has been our Final Destination series. Listen to both parts wherever you listen to fine podcasts. We got more awesome stuff coming to you next week. Till next time, we are the Rocketeers and we are out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four. 